Hello guys, this is Justin, one half of the worst wrestling podcast, here to let you know that this podcast is affiliated with the future of wrestling merchandise. And the future that I am talking about is Super Kicks, not spelled the way you would think, but spelled S-P-R-K-I-X. And when you visit their website, superkicks.com, S-P-R-K-I-X.com, you will receive 10% off of your order. And how do you receive that 10% off? It is by using promo code WORST to receive that special offer. Again, use promo code WORST to receive 10% off your entire order. And that's visiting sprkix.com you can also follow them on twitter at sprkix to receive all of the updated merch that they have coming out all of the updates and anything that involves this company they just tweeted out that the christmas lineup is going to be badass all right and they have a halloween special going on right now so again, visit the website sprkx.com. Use promo code WORST to receive 10% off your entire order. And again, we, the Worst Wrestling Podcast, Damien and myself, are so happy to be affiliated with this awesome kick-ass company. And until then, enjoy the show. But more importantly, visit sprkix.com, baby! to the worst wrestling podcast i am your host justin and well unfortunately my my better half is is mia uh but there is an individual that has come to save today and his name is brad but not only is his name just brad but he is from WrestleRumble.com, head of creative, and there's so much more about this individual. Brad, on a very short notice, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm here to turn the worst wrestling podcast into at least the mediocre wrestling podcast, so we'll get there. <laughs> Which I appreciate, because here's, a, here's the, the running joke about this is, for some strange reason, there's another podcast out there that decided to call themselves the worst wrestling podcast, even though we had it before him, there's two of us out there. So it's a battle of trying to be the worst, but not trying to be the worst. It's really kind of weird, hard to explain, but we're trying to be the best worst podcast. Ever. Well, we'll make you the best worst, at least the most mediocre worst. So we'll get you there. <laughs> okay. It, it, it's, it's like a, it's like a triathlon. We'll, we'll eventually, we'll eventually get there. I, I hope. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, so Brad, do you want to uh, kind of give a little background uh, on yourself before we get into our, our topic for this evening? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm Brad, as you said, and I'm the head of creative for WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble uh, was born basically out of, uh, you know, being sick of the 12-hour long wrestling pay-per-views that WWE has thrown at us over the past decade or so. So, uh Matt, the uh, the brains behind Wrestle Rumble, uh, decided to come up with a way to try to make it a little bit more fun from the fans' perspective, and also give away some kick-ass prizes as well. Uh, so what we do is uh, a variety of contests. We do the Pick'em, which we are known for most. Uh, in those contests, what we do is we lay out all the matches, which you know that can be a little predictable. So to spice it up, there's some questions along the lines of how long our match is going to go for the money in the bank ladder match. For example, one of our questions was who will be the first contestant to put one foot on a ladder. Uh, so there's a lot of variable questions and tiebreakers. 
And we have given away everything from cash prizes to signed memorabilia and Funko Pops to the most popular, which is going to be coming up again, full-size replica belts. Uh, this time we are doing the killer wrestling belt contest and, uh, it is a giveaway where we'll be giving away in October, uh, wrestling belts are replicas of the fiends title. We're going to give away the replicas of the hardcore title replica of Jeff Hardy's TNA title. And we've got some mystery belts as well as for horror buffs, Friday the 13th, uh, Jason masks that were handcrafted uh, by a local artist that looked like we ripped them right off of Jason's face. And all of those, an opportunity to win that is just $1. And now that I'm done shilling for myself and being my own biggest mark. <laughs> you know, before I was, you was a little peek behind the curtain here, you know, before we started recording, we were discussing uh, the, the, the belts and, and so on and so forth. But for $1, to to enter in this this and, and the possibility of winning a replica belt, a full size replica belt for one dollar, yeah. it is it's unbelievable. And I kept on telling you that I'm just I'm going to do it. I'm going to to sign in. I'm going to give my dollar, and I might spend three hundred dollars, but I still I'm still going to do it because just the idea of spending one dollar for replica belts, the chances of winning. I, I mean, I'm all for it. Like best idea ever. Absolutely. Last month, uh, we gave away every NXT belt in replica form, bought directly from the WWE shop. So there were eight total, both tag team titles, both European men's and women's titles, the North American NXT's men's and women's titles, and the cruiserweight title. And here's the best part. Some guys will really like this, but we were working with our friend, Noel Foley, who actually held all the belts for us and they were shipped directly from Noel Foley to our winner who paid just $1. He put in one entry, got all those belts and a little bit of love from Noel Foley. So, and the idea that Noel Foley sent you two giant boxes full of belts, come on, man, it doesn't get a lot better than that. So a little story about Noel Foley. Um, I, for everybody, obviously that has listened to this, but uh, I'm in the Chicagoland area. So when War Games was here uh, last year, I went to see it, and Noel Foley was there, and she was front row. Um, this 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 special person was running around on the the floor bottom, bottom floor where she was sitting um she had a macho man zip up that covered her whole head and she was running around back and forth just running around back and forth while like things are going on just running around <laughs> and i'm like and i was like why, why is noel foley just doing that like out of the blue why is she just doing that but you know that's just her bubbly character that's her personality but it was just really odd to see though well she is a giant macho man fan because in the picture that she took for us to uh post of her she was wearing a bright orange macho man uh uh t-shirt with the shades on it yeah oh okay well i guess that that explains it but it, it still doesn't explain why she was running around back and forth with the, her zip up all the way through him. Uh, whatever. You know what? She can do whatever she wants. She's. The, I hope she was yelling, oh, yeah, the whole time. <laughs> I, you know what? I Maybe because I, I was on the opposite end, so I just saw her, and I, you know, I was just, I was, I was, I was laughing, but I was like, you know, when you're the daughter of the hardcore legend, you can do whatever the hell you want. Absolutely. And I'm not about to tell her no, so, I mean, I've met <laughs> yeah. her dad, and even at his age, he could still knock my teeth out and make me smile like him. <laughs> <laughs> so true in so many ways. But so this episode is, you know, I you know, I guess we you know we're talking about Noel Foley, so we're talking about you know the, the females and the the uh, just how much more. I I I guess now with WWE, it's kind of like more the females are in the forefront uh, of professional wrestling, even though you know it's always been discussed that TNA Impact has you know they really put their women's division out kind of before WWE, but since there wasn't really a mainstream for them, they didn't have that uh, that boost that WWE has where it's more worldwide. 
Uh, but regardless, you know, regardless of his indies, TNA, AEW, WWE, uh, the female wrestlers are just right now are setting the world on fire with their performances. But there are certain wrestlers that just don't get the limelight that they should. Um, and I w- been, we've been talking about this for a while on the show that there's been a, a special individual that was going to pick. Uh, two female wrestlers that he believed deserved the spotlights. And that individual is Josh Robinson. You you can find him on Twitter. Um, but we I have two special recordings from him. So right now we're going to play the first recording of his first pick. Hey everyone, it is Josh Robinson here. As known on Twitter, of course, as Josh Robinson, double zero, I know, big shock. I've been asked by the lovely uh, host and co-host here to talk about women that have been underutilized or are currently being underutilized that I think need a little bit more of a push, if you will. I don't really like using that term, but just getting utilized a little better than they currently are. And there was no doubt in my mind the very first one that came to my brain is one Chelsea Green. Chelsea is someone that I we've seen is very talented, we know is very talented, and it was kind of seemed like everything was working when she was with Robert Stone at the very start of the year, and then all of a sudden that ended, and Chelsea is nowhere to really be seen. So it's not even a matter of her being underutilized, it's a matter of being here, her being used at all. Chelsea is someone that, again, we've seen in the past kind of we know how good she can be. We know how great she is. She's she's a great character. She's a great speaker. She's a great worker. And I just think it's someone that they're just kind of wasting time with for no necessary reason. I really think Chelsea is someone that could be a big player if given the right uh, opportunity. And she's just not getting anything at the moment. We don't really know if she's still on NXT. We don't really know if she's main roster bound. Everything's kind of happened within the draft. NXT wasn't included in that. There was no real fresh faces. Chelsea is just on the cusp of something so great. And I just, it's not even about so much as a push as just given any opportunity just to be on television and be working. I just know Chelsea has worked so hard. Of, of uh, You know, the same as everybody kind of has. But um, I just have seen the progression in her even... You know, if you really think about it, her being on Impact, not only on Impact, but on Tough Enough and and in the indies and everything, Chelsea is just someone I know can be utilized in any capacity, let alone in a better one than what we're seeing, which is nothing at the moment. So pick number one is one Chelsea Green. So his first pick, Chelsea Green. I was taken back, Brad, by his choosing of Chelsea Green because to be quite honest with you, I totally forgot about her until he emailed me his recording. I was like, oh, Chelsea Green, totally forgot about her. So what are your what are your it, thoughts on Chelsea? It's so unfortunate that that she is in that position where she's sort of in the background. I mean Chelsea Green has done so much from working the Indies. Uh, I got to see her actually at our local Pittsburgh uh, proud promotion IWC where she just worked her ass off and it was just an exhibition match all the way that she's been on tough enough she's been in TNA her character work as the hot mess Laurel Van Ness is just second to none Uh, and even when she was just coming into uh, NXT her tag team I think that it just got the shaft her and Deanna Perrazzo uh, I thought that that was a brilliant tag team because those two women can work. And I mean, then when she went with the Robert Stone brand, I thought, okay, great. We're going to get to see Chelsea's heel work. She did some great stuff, cutting promos with uh, Robert Stone. And, you know, I, I thought she was on a real tear for a while there that she was going to be set up to become the next top dog in NXT's women's division and then uh you know times change and uh you know we saw her pop up on the main roster to get squashed a few times and unfortunately it it just looks like you know, she's just kind of disappeared yeah i with, with with chelsea um 
you know, the the I, the first time I ever seen her was was in TNA when she was doing the whole hot mess gimmick, and I was really intrigued by that character because I it's something you haven't seen, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is different, this is different, and then come to find out that she was trained by Lance Storm, I was like, oh yeah, even even more, I'm like, that's that that's incredible to be trained by Lance Storm. Regardless of what you think of his personality and what you know we see of him, I mean he is bar none probably one of the best trainers that is is out there to this day. And you know, obviously, unfortunately, you know he his school is shut down because he went on to WWE and now he was for load and it's pretty much out of WWE, I, I, which I believe is is what's going on with him. Um, but for him to be for her to be trained by him. And and to see her work, and then to see what she did at uh, All In with uh, was a, was a four. Yeah, it was her, Britt Baker. If I can only remember the other two that were in that match, and I cannot I'm remember. I'm right there with you. I cannot remember, but that's all right. But that match stole. It was a great match, a really good match. And then you see her come into WWE. And I'm like, okay, she's gonna do something. And then, like you said, with the whole Robert Stone, then she was on Raw. She had a match with Charlotte, and then with Deanna. Like it's, you would think that she had everything going for her, but then all of a sudden, you don't even see her anymore at all. I mean, there were rumors that she was gonna be part of uh, Retribution, but that obviously that that's not the case. But where is she? Like, there's no mention of her at all. Well, I think there's still a chance for her to come back into the fold with Retribution since Mercedes Martinez has left Retribution. So they're still down a woman. But uh, now, one thing we skipped over, though, talking about her TNA run, can we just talk about how impressive her moveset is barefoot? Because she wrestled barefoot in TNA. And that's insane. To fly around the ring like she did, to run and do as much as she did, I don't like to run barefoot across my front yard, let alone, you know, do the moves that she did. Yeah. And not like that, but she was uh, a knockout champion. I mean, she's, she's, oh, she's a champion for the company. Like the company oh, has, absolutely. Her, you know, and, yeah. and she has, she has everything. She, she has good mic work. She has a good wrestling, you know, which obviously she's young, but she's growing, but she has a good mind, which I believe for the business a uh, good move set. She she has you know obviously the the looks that would you know would something WWE would want, but yet it's nothing ha- is being done with her. And like we like we had discussed before, like is it something where you know be her being you know the, tied to Matt Cardona, you know formerly known as as Zack Ryder, you know the fiance they're gonna get married. Is it something where that is holding her back? Yeah, I was going to say the one thing she also has that we haven't touched upon is a political leaning in the WWE. I mean, she was one of the ones that was outspoken about the massive layoffs back to, uh, back in April due to COVID. Uh, you know, that's when she started to sort of slide off. So maybe she spoke a little too much. And, uh, you know, there was rumors that she was backstage with AEW when uh, Matt Cardona was around. Uh, you know, it's just those things. You know, they might get reported on the Internet. They might come out on podcasts like this, whether they're true or not. uh, You know, they still get back to that head office. And unfortunately, that kind of nonsense can really affect somebody's career. And Chelsea had been in and out before with WWE when she did tough enough. uh, And she came in after one of the uh, other women got hurt. And then she after that, she just went out onto the indies then she came in and she did some squash matches uh where you know she was put out like a burnt cigarette butt and it just it was unfortunate to see somebody with that much talent go to waste she's very young she's got a a bright career ahead of her whether it's in wwe or nxt lord only knows but i hope that she ends up somewhere that you get to see her just shine because she shined very, very bright in TNA. And at one point, she was the most entertaining thing on that show to me. And there was oh, yeah. a lot going on when she was the hot mess. And, you know, to look forward to a women's segment is the top thing you've got on a show. That's, that's 
even in this women's evolution, that's still pretty amazing to have. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, you follow her on on social media, you know, Twitter or Instagram. You know, she's she's got a great personality. You know, whatever she posts, it's it's you know, there's there's thought into it, but it's 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 amusing. Um, but you know, just like anything else, when it comes to to creative with WWE, it's kind of like we we see these athletes you know for who they are on social media to a certain extent you know obviously they probably have to hold things back a little bit uh but we see it and then you're like man i really wish that they can be that on tv because they would just they would just shoot to the moon they would be they'd be great like uh she can be at right now she can be one of the top in the uh in nxt women's division uh she could be top four she should be in uh, I know she was in in the ladder match and such, but she should be in a a contendership for the title. Like she, Absolutely. her name should be be brought up almost all all the time. And I would love to see her in a true match with one of their top wrestlers, like a Rhea Ripley, like an Io Shirai. I think that you know she's just underestimated. And you know, one of my favorite uh, wrestlers from TNA of all time, Matt Morgan. He says this all the time. Once you get that stink on you, it doesn't come off. And maybe she does have that stink from being associated with Zack Ryder and, you know, his being outspoken about not being used and, you know, the I'm still here. And now his shirt, what's it say? I think it says I'm not there. Yeah. It, it just, you know, maybe that stink is on her. And, you know, sometimes, you know, there's an odor you can't wash out that comes with that kind of politics. Yeah, which is very unfortunate because obviously, you know, you know, Britt Baker and Adam Cole are are a couple. They're an item, and we see, uh, you know, posts on social media where Adam Cole is at the AEW, you know, parties where he's at the New Year's Eve party with Britt Baker. He's at the, you know, some type of summer party with Britt Baker, but yet nothing happens to him. You know, he's not taken off TV. He's still your your top dog in NXT. But if let's just say if that is the case, it just sucks because it, if he can do it, then everybody else should be able to do it and not get you know reprimanded for for you know sorry that you know I am involved with a, an ex WWE guy. What what do you want from me? Am I just supposed to stop my relationship because he no longer works here? You know, you, she has to be supportive for him and he has to be supportive for her. I mean, that's just how relationships go. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's unfortunate to think that, you know, we have come so far with women's wrestling being a real thing. But, you know, obviously, if if we and this is all speculation, but if that is the case where it's because she has a relationship with a former superstar and she's getting treated differently because she's a woman, I mean, that is just a sickening thought to have. And, you know, I hope and pray that that's not the truth. Because WWE's done a lot for the women's evolution. And I mean, looking at seeing like Charlotte and Bailey and Sasha and how everybody's moving forward. And I mean, that's not even bringing Becky into the conversation yet. They've done a lot. And if it's something petty that's holding her back like this, that, that's a step completely in the wrong direction and something I would not expect to see made. WWE's had a lot of missteps that are kind of silly and kind of dumb, but this is... Uh, if that's the case, this is beyond silly and dumb. This is detrimental to the forward motion of their women's division. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, where, where would you like? Let's just say, if you were the Booker, if you're Triple H, yeah. you're Shawn Michaels. How would you book Chelsea? I I would book her if she's not involved in the retribution line first of all i wouldn't put a mask on her like they put on for me a yim and oh uh, you know cue ball dijakovic and and who else has dreadlocks that are as unbeatable as dio madden or was it crowbar or you know slap nuts know. or whatever slap, they're calling them these yeah, days slap nuts and i don't even know what's going on with her name poor, poor shane thorne with uh you know slapjack is his character <laughs> i mean he sounds like a bad Ninja Turtle villain. Oh, but, it's uh, terrible. It's so terrible. Oh, 
That's, that's a whole... like, I'm T-Bar. No, no, you're not. You're Dijakovic. Just shut your mouth and beat exactly. somebody. It's so dumb. You know what? You can spend a whole podcast talking about retribution and the bullshit that goes on with that and how they present them and how the commentators. That is Dio Madden. Why are you not saying, hey, that's Dio Madden. He got F5. Dio Madden got his ass kicked. Yeah. yeah. Why not say that? We all know that. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's they so want retribution for how they were treated, but now they should want retribution for their stupid ass names. I know. And their it's, masks. It's so, yeah. Important. Like you said, poor Shane. I mean, his mask is absolutely, it's like a ripoff of, I don't, God knows what, man. It is so terrible. It looks the way I first saw it. I thought it was like toilet paper rolled up to make a mask. It was, it's terrible. Where did they even find it? Who thought of it? The creative? I don't know, but it's complete ass. It's like they said you need a mask. So he went back to catering and took out a plastic knife on a paper plate and cut holes in it. <laughs> and then just held it on his head and said, well, slapjack it is. Yeah. And Vince is like, oh, I love it. I that is such shit. great shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if I had the pen with Chelsea... I would, first of all, I would get her away from retribution. She is a very, very deep well of charisma. She has so much charisma that she could just splash it around and give people the rub. If I had to book her, I would keep her in NXT where she can really sort of build herself up because let's be honest, she, her exposure on the main roster has been to get beat up by Charlotte Flair. She's jobbed out, I think, to Nia Jax once. She hasn't had a good run by any means whatsoever on the main roster. So let's keep her down in NXT. If I could bring her back right now, I would have her go after Aaliyah and basically say, look, the Robert Stone brand has held me back and have Aaliyah say basically something aligns, or along the lines of stop talking shit. They get into a feud, have Chelsea just, just beat the hell out of her. And then just move on and just keep climbing up those ranks and go through like serious feuds with some of your top talent. Get her up there. I mean, you know, once Rhea Ripley is done with her current feud uh, with Dakota Kai's lackey, I'd get her in a program with Rhea Ripley and then that would determine the next uh, contender. I mean, that would be just my way of booking her in a nutshell and get her up to that upper echelon where she needs to be. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't think she has to necessarily work from the bottom to the top. Um, I, I think she's already there, and they need to utilize her and promote her that way, and and not have her be just someone that they just picked up and they signed off the indie scene. Yeah, she has credibility. She she her name holds credibility, and 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 they're not presenting her her that way. Um, which obviously it's it's unfortunate. That's why we're talking about it because she is legit one of the, the top females in WWE. That especially in NXT where she can be utilized. I mean, they know they definitely know how an NXT. They know how to brand their superstars uh, better than Raw and, and SmackDown. Like they know to a certain extent of what's going on and how to tell stories and they have the opportunity to do it, but obviously I almost feel like that there is something behind the scenes that is not allowing it to happen. I agree. And that is, that's horrible. I mean, I, maybe the other thing is uh, she has that TNA stank on her and they don't seem to do all that great with the exception of AJ Styles with pushing former top TNA talent. So I, I hope that's not something that's pulling her back. I mean, Bobby Lashley, thankfully, is now finding a solid footing in the mid card. But uh, you know, it's just if he wasn't a TNA guy, do you think he'd be where he is now? I mean, I don't think so. I think that the TNA stigma is held up over him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And you know, and and if that's the case, uh, I mean, Vince. Guys, I mean, you shouldn't be worried about TNA. I mean, it's been around for a very long time, and and it didn't do anything to you to hurt you and your your company. So why even care about it? You know, um, 
So I, I mean, hopefully, you know, they will do something with with Chelsea. Um, you know, she obviously needs to be exposed big time. Absolutely. She can, I mean, she can be the future. I mean, she like I said, she she's young enough where she can be a stable in your company for many many years. And I don't and I don't think I don't remember her being necessarily injury prone either though i don't I, I mean i could be wrong but i don't remember her being you know out for a while in tna or wherever no i can't recall any major injuries i mean no not anything that held her up yeah so you, you know put put you you obviously you hired her and maybe you just hired her because you didn't want aw to hire her before you guys did whatever can say be but you got her use her she could be an, a huge asset for your company for many, many years to come. Well, and on the flip side, she wasn't released. That massive amount of releases, I would think that if they really didn't want her, didn't have something down the pike for her, why wouldn't she have gone in April? There were a lot of really good people. I mean, Miro got let go, which is absolutely insane to me. And she didn't. I mean, if you were to tell me, pick one of these two, it's going to be released, Chelsea Green or Rusev, I would have said, see you, Chelsea. I mean, that's just yeah. the star power. But they kept her. That has to be a sign. And I'm very hopeful that that was a sign that something's going to be happening with Chelsea Green. Yeah, and maybe, you know, like, you know when you watch uh, WWE, you know, for forever long as you watch, you always kind of know where they – they have a tendency to take away a wrestler for a, a amount of time. And then they will either like repackage them or they will just reintroduce them in, in you know, in many, many months. So maybe that's just what they're doing now. They, they're, we see her, we saw her now. Maybe let's just hopefully say there's something else. Let's take her away out of, out of the mindset of all, all the fans and bring her back, you know, two, three months later and hopefully be something else. I mean, that could also be another thing, too, because, they, you know, they WWE does that a lot of times with a lot of their, their wrestlers. Yeah, I think that would be a very best case scenario. So I'm very hopeful that we are in a best case scenario with her where they want to get her separated from that Robert Stone brand that she was involved with. Maybe they're not going to put her with retribution. Maybe they are just something completely different. I mean, I wouldn't even mind if they have her snap and she does more character work like the hot mess. And I, and I feel it like with NXT and I feel like with, with triple H, like I feel like he would like appreciate something like that, like where he wouldn't really be taken back for, from that character. Like he'd be like, all for it. I mean, they've let Velveteen Dream thrive the way he has, and he is a strictly character-based wrestler. Oh, and yeah. he's done very well despite all the allegations and things that have come against him lately. Uh, if they want to have that female, very strong, driven character, this is it. Pull the trigger. Let's let's see how this goes. So I'm hoping that that's, that's what we're looking at. I, I hope so, too. Um, you, you know... It's uh, she's definitely all, all hopes will be on her and, and they do, like you said, pull the trigger on her. And but we'll just have to, to wait and see. And maybe, you know, us talking about it will be some type of fruition for, for her career in the next couple of months. Who knows? Um, yeah. Hashtag where's Chelsea? That'll be our, our big thing. <laughs> yeah, yes. When I uh, when I tweet out this episode, that will be that I will put that in there. Hashtag where's Chelsea, and uh, hopefully someone will find her. Um, but let's uh, let's play into uh, Josh's second pick. For my second pick of women that I think deserve to be used a little better uh, and not be underutilized in a, in a sense is. No cho- no surprise here. One, Mickey James. Now, hear me out, because I know that Mickey James is a veteran of the locker room, but I just feel like in an underutilized sense, I feel like she should be used more as a veteran and less of a, just a hand. She needs to be someone that needs to be put on a little bit of a pedestal so when people beat her, it actually means something, because to get a win over a six-time women's champion, a, a definite future Hall of Famer, 
needs to be something a little bit more important than just throwaways. I feel like Mickey James is someone who obviously can still go and she's still at the level of everybody else. So there's no reason that she's, you know, a step behind or anything like that. That's not the case at all. She should be someone that is being utilized in a sense of she's, she is a, you know, a future Hall of Famer, like I said. She is someone that should be utilized in a sense of, you know, getting to the next step without bringing her star down because she is a star and she has a name value that a, a lot of women do not have in the two, three, four years that they've been wrestling, especially when she's wrestled kind of, you know, outside of WWE and, and, and is a well-known name. She has name value. So I think Mickey is someone that could help the roster. I'm not saying that she should be Raw Women's Champion or SmackDown Women's Champion. Sure, that could come along with it at some point, maybe, but it's not the end-all be-all for her. It's to help others. Yes, that is her role, is to get people to the next step so they can go for the Women's Championships. But she is someone that is just... She could be utilized in a sense of like that stepping stone without completely just diminishing her and just being like, oh, Mickey's in a match. She's probably not going to win. It takes away everything that Mickey's done in, what, 15 years that she's been with WWE on and off. So I just feel like Mickey James is someone that could be utilized way better than she currently is. I know I'm biased because I am a big fan of Mickey James, but she is just wasting, wasting time and, and energy when you could put a little bit more. Yes, that does mean she has to win a little bit more often, sure. But when she loses, it actually means something. It's actually important. It can help people way more than it helped, say, someone like Zelina Vega, who got a win over Mickey James. It's just kind of like, okay, that's where we're kind of going. We can kind of see that happening. If you actually had a few, like, win, a little bit of momentum behind Mickey James, it would have made way more sense to help other people. Because wrestling to me, is not about wins and losses. It's about making the other person look better than you. And I feel like Mickey is someone that can do that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that just means she has to lose every single match. You have to have wins to kind of get along the way. And again, wins and losses are really nothing in wrestling, but to help a story, they are an integral part of wrestling. So I feel like Mickey James is my other choice for women that could be used way more than they're being used right now. So they're my two picks, Chelsea Green and Mickey James. You can follow me on Twitter at JoshRevinson00. It's where I do most of my posting for stuff. Um, I, I, I know I'm not a podcaster anymore, but I am on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash JoshRevinson00. I'm live four or five times a week, four or five times a week, I should say. And I play all different kinds of games. Very much a variety streamer that isn't very good at video games but loves them to bits so if you want to see someone come and lose their temper and play games and just kind of vibe in the chat that's what i'm here for of course follow my youtube uh, youtube.com forward slash c forward slash josh robinson double zero for all josh robinson double zero content and i guess i'll uh, i'll be around in some capacity on podcasts when people ask me to be on and stuff like that but other than that josh robinson double zero on twitter is where you can find most of my stuff. And you can find links to everything that I do. I want to thank uh, you two lovely hosts for giving me the opportunity to speak here today. And I'll see you guys soon. Peace out. So the veteran Mickey James was his second pick. Um, an individual that's been around for, for a while uh, left and, and, and came back with her, with her match uh, with Asuka uh Mickey James is good. She's really good. And she yeah, I there's nothing I, I there's nothing you can badly say about her. I, I I she's just hands down really good and she's definitely come you know a long way from her 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 start with the character of her being obsessed with Tristratus. Um and, and oh, you mean every 12-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll tell you, I met Trish at a convention recently. She still holds up. <laughs> oh, listen, when when she came out for the Royal Rumble, I was like, oh, my God. Like, she looks better than what she did back in the day. Oh, and she is the sweetest lady ever. She took time. There was a line a mile long. She chatted with me. My goodness, Trish is everything you want and more. But I, I digress. 
you digress. So let's get back to Mickey James. <laughs> yes. It's not about Trish Stratus. <laughs> uh, even though we can go on and on about Trish Stratus, but this is about Mickey James. Mickey James, the uh, the the wife of the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis. Um, oof, there's a lot going on there. Uh, a lot. Yes, yes. and actually, uh, while I was mowing my lawn the last time, I was listening to the Busted Open podcast, and they were talking to Nick Aldis. This was before his uh, match with Mike Bennett. And Mickey ended up talking on the show with them. And uh, I don't know. That's, that's one thing that usually WWE is pretty, pretty tight with the uh, publicity, laying their superstars talk to people. Granted, she was out on injury, so I don't know how that impacted her. And I heard she's out right now on injury with a broken nose. Uh, hopefully that's also the case. And I hope that she didn't draw any kind of heat but she has never shied away from letting the world know her husband is the NWA heavyweight champion, as she shouldn't. And, uh, you know, I just hope that, uh, you know, WWE likes to pretend unless they buy up an organization that they don't exist. So in the WWE sphere, Nick Aldis is not a person. He does not exist. So the NWA should not exist in their mind. And uh, I just wonder how that has impacted uh, Mickey's role. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and especially with uh, she is she's very vocal. They're very vocal about each other. Uh, you know, in regards to any type of publicity, uh, he will talk about her. He will talk about uh, his views on what they're doing with her. And she will express her opinions about 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 Nick. Um, they're very open with each other, which is which is great. Um, but that's what like marriage you, is about. That's what marriage is about. Yes, and and like you said, if it's not in the world of the WWE, nobody exists. Um, but when you know Bruce Pritchard is essentially you know on his podcast stating that. Uh, Nick Aldis just he just doesn't have it, and that he just does his personality isn't something that will get over in in the world of the WWE. Uh, you know, and, and Nick Aldis hearing that and and calling him out on that and being on Busted Open and basically calling out Bruce Pritchard about his comments about him. Um, you you know that it that's something that. In the world of WWE, it's they don't want that. Uh, regardless if it's bad publicity, good publicity, it's something that they don't want. Especially when Bruce Pitcher, who is someone, has always been Vince Man's right hand man back in the day, and obviously probably still is now. Um, oh, absolutely. For him to, yeah, for him to make those those comments, uh, you know, he's Nick Aldis is going to say something, and. You just hope again, like the whole scenario with with Chelsea, is that you hope that those comments aren't something that's a backlash on on Mickey James because you look at the matches that she's had as of late when she came back. I mean, she lost what was like two or three weeks in a row. She she lost to, to oh, like yeah, and on her big return. Yeah, yeah, and then she had that match with Asuka, and the ref thought that she was legit hurt and called the match and, and, you know, or, or something. Yeah. He called it. So it's like everything since she's come back in this short, like month has not been good yeah. at all. Yeah. And you know, Bruce Pritchard comes from that era where if you didn't walk in and say hello to the right people, you were basically let go. That's just how it worked. And, you know, everybody changes, everybody evolves, but you know, there's got to be that little bit of respect kernel still in his brain that if he feels disrespected, he's going to get his marks in and he's going to leave his lumps and that's how it's going to work. And, you know, he talked on uh, Nick Aldis, Nick fired back. How's Bruce Pritchard going to get on Nick Aldis? Well, unfortunately, take it out on his wife. And Bruce is Mickey's uh, boss, essentially. So, you know, you just it's just so unfortunate that that dichotomy has taken shape and it shouldn't it it's just like the chelsea green thing 
you can't take out something on a, a person because of their significant other's actions. Everybody's an individual. That's why we're called individuals. You know, treat the person for what they've done, not for what their significant other has done. If my wife had to take the brunt or blunt end of every stupid thing I've ever done, the poor woman wouldn't be able to function. I mean, <laughs> I've done a lot of stupid things and it doesn't reflect back on her. That should be the same thing back with uh, wrestling. Yeah, and, and, and the, the downside was like, you know, WWE just had their draft and she wasn't even drafted. Now, I understand if she is out an injury, okay, that's fine. But they still drafted Charlotte and she hasn't been yeah. around. Uh, there, obviously, there has been others that were drafted that we haven't seen either, but she wasn't drafted at all. Like, how do you yeah. not draft one of your, your top female athletes, someone that's been around for a while and is basically kind of like a, essentially a ring general or a locker room leader within the females and you don't even draft her. And I would put her right behind Natalia in that locker room leader aspect for the female roster. And let's not forget the big reason Mickey James came back was because nobody could take Oscar. She was brought to NXT to take on the biggest single women's draw ever and you know they had the faith in her to carry that torch and you know my how the mighty have fallen in the booking category even though mickey james i would still put her up really legit as a uh, draw but the thing is you you dim the light so much eventually the light's not going to be there so i i just feel like through shitty booking and just everything she's gone from that person who takes on the impenetrable fortress of a, a champion to where she is now, which is an undrafted person sitting on the sidelines for no real reason. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at, I mean, I'm, I'm literally looking at her, all of her accolades, you know, within the world of wrestling. I mean, she's had, she's held so many championships with so many organizations. It is unbelievable. Um, and not only that, but it, you know, Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, Woman of the Year 2009 and 2011. Uh, she was ranked number one of the top 50 wrestlers in the PWI Female 50 in 2009. I mean, TNA champion. Uh, you know, she's a five-time women's uh, WWE champion, a one-time Diva champion. Uh, I mean, she's obviously first ballot Hall of Fame when she decides to, I guess, win. Well, I guess when WWE decides to tell their performers that they're hanging up their boots, um, but she has everything and anything that where she should be treated with so much more respect than what she is obviously not getting. Uh, it, it's baffling. I mean, you can do so much with her when it comes to storylines. Wherever she is needed, she's given 100%. And you've made like as fans, you believe into what she's given us, and they're not doing anything with her. Yep, put her in a feud with somebody you want to bring up from NXT. Like, honestly, you know, bring her up with a Rhea Ripley, and you know that I think that would be a great pairing. You know, you're the new fish in this pond. Well, guess what? I'm the the shark that's been swimming around here. That's a believable feud. I mean. Even got Mickey, who's the country girl, against the metalhead of Rhea Ripley. I mean, the story writes itself. Mickey James should be used. I think she's in that part of her career. I don't want to say the twilight of her career because that's for her to decide. But she's at that point of the career where she could be putting over so many young talents and yes. really building that credibility. That's why she came back to the WWE in the first place was to say, hey, look, Asuka really is the badass that we say she is she's taken on a legend right now and you know that's where she should be booked as that legend that gets the new talent over and really really pushes them to the next stratosphere yeah i mean you know, when she came back, unintended. <laughs> i mean when she came back with that match with oscar it was a good match it, it wasn't a bad match at all i wasn't like wow they really should never brought her back for this it was a good match um, like you said, she can be used right now as in like what AEW is using Chris Jericho for and getting over their younger talent. Um, yep. You know, 
it's taken, you know, it, it doesn't hurt. Obviously, it's not going to hurt Chris Jericho in his career of what he's doing, losing his matches, losing in a mimosa match. He's it doesn't hurt his his career of what he's done in the world of wrestling. Mickey James is the same thing. Like if she takes the loss to a Rhea Ripley, it's not going to hurt her. Like it's only yeah. going to like add more stripes to her words. You're like, okay, this is the person that we want to get so-and-so with to get so-and-so over. Mickey James is the one that we're going to call on to, to make sure that that happens. And you know, she can do it. So why not just let her do it? And she falls into that AJ Styles category of, I believe she could have a good match with the invisible man. She can make any opponent look like a million bucks. She's her and Natalia. Maybe Natalia is a much more better uh, comparison. They can put on a solid match with anybody they step into the ring to or ring with. You know, Natalia's made Lana look like a million bucks. It can happen. <laughs> yeah. If you can make Lana look like a million bucks besides going through a table, then then your money. Um, but it's it, I I'm just so speechless in regards to like how she's been treated uh, for someone that has been in the the dogs of the dogs, and that when she first came up in the WWE, I mean, it obviously wasn't. Necessarily, they're getting out of that time frame of where it was just bra and bikinis, um, mm -hmm. where she was able to put on actual wrestling matches. Uh, but and, and then you see to where it is now. I mean, she can still hang with with the the best of them. Uh, the stuff that she did with Alexa Bliss was good. Uh, you saw the interactions, like I mentioned, with Trish Harris coming back to, uh, for the first Royal Rumble, female Royal Rumble. The interaction that they both had, and the 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 fan eruption of what they saw, why not eat? Why not bring that back? I'm pretty sure Trish I mean, Stratus would be okay with coming back for a small feud between them two. I I would absolutely pop for that because no matter how much they tried to seal that up, I always felt even after that feud was over, this thing still has legs. We yeah. could get more out of this, and it wouldn't be just like, my God, we're seeing the millionth match between these two. I think that there's still legs there. And, you know, for somebody like Trish, who isn't a regular in the ring, I think it'd be great. It's, it's, she's got a ring general that can, you know, not that Trish needs walk through a match, but she could walk Trish through a match. And Trish could know, I'm not going to get hurt. She's a safe worker. She's a solid worker this we got legs so what what do you think just a crazy idea that just kind of popped in my head no oh, what would your react <laughs> what would your reaction be if mickey james was brought back as part of retribution i could see it but also i think that it would feel a little forced because if you look at everybody in retribution right now they're all new people that are pissed that they haven't gotten treated right, right off the bat. You got Ali, you got Dijakovic or Slapnuts and, you know, T-Bone Steak and Mashed Potato or whatever they're calling everybody else. And poor Mia Yim. Yeah. These are people that are new and feel they haven't got their due. Mickey has had her due. I think that, uh, you know, it might seem a little bit too, you know, T-boned and slapjacked into place. You, you don't want it to feel forced. I think Mickey James may be coming at Retribution's women because obviously Mia's going to have to get in the ring eventually. I yeah. would love to see Mia Yim and Mickey at it because Mickey could say, hey, your attitude's crap. Take your time. You'll get there. I've had my due. It took time. And then Mia can basically say, no, I've been putting in my time. I've been doing this for X amount of years. Screw you. You've been handed everything. And then there's your pew. I think that Mickey would fit really well with that end of retribution. I don't think she should be a member because Mickey arguably has a pedigree that is, a, like you said, a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's kind of, or comes off kind of disingenuine. Yeah. And, and, I almost would like to see uh, when she does come back, just kind of like a a, a badass 
could care the hell less of what the hell's going on. And I'm just going to rip through your women's division and let it be known that like I'm the top dog around here. Yeah, who was it that sort of had the gimmick of, oh, you got a bright, shiny new toy. I'm going to break it. I, I Somebody in NXT sort of had that gimmick for, oh, Cassius Ono uh, had the gimmick of, oh, you got a bright new toy. I've been here long enough that I haven't gotten my due. I'm going to break your new toy. That was his gimmick and feud with uh, Matt Riddle. Maybe something along that line of, you know, I see your new toy and... I'm going to break your new toy and you're just going to have to deal with it and then use that as the basis of a feud. Yeah, because we are, you know, when you look at Raw and you look at SmackDown, I mean, we are seeing a lot of these same individuals all matched up um, for the title. I mean, Nikki Cross was getting championship <laughs> chances like every month. Uh, we need a, a fresh uh paint to to that to the division for the for the title um mickey i i would love to see mickey james and bailey go at it or mickey james and sasha like they they can do something i feel like they would have great matches but are we at the point now where mickey james beating bailey or sasha is unbelievable because of how they have booked her and how they have played her i mean I never expected James Ellsworth to beat Roman Reigns. Let's just put it that way. I mean, Mickey has been booked so poorly, you know, it, it's just, it's hard to, uh, to take it seriously. Yeah. And you know and what? I guess been... when you, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Just, 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 I mean, just by you saying that it, it definitely kind of puts into perspective, like you said, you know, I, I guess I don't really see it happening. I, I don't. If they had, if she had a match with Bailey, I don't see Bailey losing the title to Mickey James, or if she had a match her with Oscar. Yeah, her yeah. Oscar match that had the uh, funny finish. I had to rewind that because you know I hate to put it this way. I used that as a bathroom break because I knew Mickey James was not going to beat Oscar for a title. I was like, well, this is it. She's not going to win, so I might as well run to the restroom and. You know, when I come back, see where we go, or if it's still going great, I'll pick up there. But when I came back down, the match was over, and I was like, oh, what happened? Lift it back, and unfortunately, that was just sort of my attitude. Mickey, I knew, was not going to be carrying that belt. And it's a shame, and I wonder what it does, and I get, like, you know, it's obviously, everything is a work, and everything is predetermined, um, sure. and, and you know what you're getting yourself involved, but to a certain extent, we're all human. Now, I can only imagine, like, how does she feel, like, knowing that what when she came back, like, this is where she's at in her career. Like, it, it almost takes, like, three steps back. Exactly, yeah. And, I mean, maybe that's how Matt Hardy was feeling when he took off. I mean, he didn't renew. Because Matt Hardy, I believe, uh, he's a little worse for wear than Mickey, obviously, since... uh Ironically enough, Mickey's injury that took her out the first time was her first major injury in pro wrestling that took her yeah. out for a long period of time. Uh, you know, so maybe that's how he was feeling when he took off. You know, Matt realizes he has a little bit of shelf life left and he doesn't want to win or see it dwindle away. And, you know, maybe Mickey's going to be in that headspace soon where, you know, maybe she doesn't renew next time her contract comes up whenever that is. I mean, you got to do what's best for yourself. And Mickey, I think, has a lot to offer. I don't think she should obviously do the AEW jump, which everybody says, oh, they should go to AEW. Uh, but if she were to show up in NWA at a Ring of Honor, somewhere like that, where it's a work show, yeah, she would be fantastic. That's, I think that's where she belongs. And, and I'd never want to see anybody leave the WWE, especially when they're a proven commodity like Mickey James. But at the same time, I also don't want to see, you know, a bright light snubbed. Yeah, but, but then in the, in the same sense, uh, you know, obviously when you've watched someone for, for so many years, it's like, do we just become attached to them and only want, like, we can only put them in a certain bubble 
where we're like, okay, you know, she's done everything. We only want the best for her. But in reality, we have to put her to the side because we have a lot of young up-and-comers that need that that spotlight. Yes and no, because I think the idea uh, of using her to bring those people into the spotlight and using that history to build somebody's new story, I think that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, Nikki James is always going to be the funny little lady that stalked her stress and then took her to WrestleMania and just had a hell of a match. That's great. But at the same time, Nikki James could make Io Shirai Raw's next big thing. Or Mickey James could play a part in, you know, putting Natalia back on the map. I mean, just she could be used for so many things where they're taking advantage of that history and, you know, working it up. But, you know, that's going to require her to not just be squashed and squished every time you turn around. She's going to have to win a few matches, you know, and there are people that she can beat and, you know, it won't hurt them and it will help Mickey. You got to rebuild at this point. And yeah. then I think you could see Mickey step into the Jericho shoes of, hey, we've got this fresh new talent. Let's build that up. And, uh, you know, you're just the person to help do that. Yeah. it's And let's let's just, let, you know, obviously, you know, for, for the sake of uh, for Mickey and, and for Chelsea, um, that the WWE does do something with them that is mm-hmm. uh, something positive. Um, yeah. And if they choose to decide to to leave or never or not renew you know, once their contract is up, that is absolutely fine. Because you know, I as much as I grew up watching WWF and, and all that, and I guess I have a little bit more. Um, I my my love for wrestling comes from the WWF. I still want to see these wrestlers that don't get. The, the time in WF go, or WWE go somewhere else and, and get it there. Um, yeah. You know, I, I wasn't heartbroken when as much as I love the revival, I, I wanted them to go somewhere and, and to, to be able to get that exposure that we all know that they deserved and they're getting it. Um, so if they decide to go do that somewhere else, I am a hundred percent for it because when you're as talented as these two females are of Chelsea green and Mickey James, they need to be put out there and not be put behind the scenes and, and not doing anything with them. And now with Mickey James, like if she decides, you know, I, I truly do believe that she probably has a spot somewhere with the WWE once she retires, whether it's behind the scenes, whether it's a trainer at the PC, whether it's a, a commentator like, like Beth, I think she just, ha- she has a spot. Uh, Yep. I would think. <laughs> I would hope that she would. Uh, but who knows? She's earned it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She she has. Uh, but we'll just we'll just have to see. And I, I think these were two great picks uh, from Josh. Uh, like I said, the, yeah, the Chelsea. I totally forgot about her. I, I really did, and that's it's honestly a shame. But you know, I guess when you watch the WWE and there's all those hours of wrestling from them. You do forget about certain wrestlers and she is one. I forgot. Um, and Mickey James, like a locker room leader, first bell hall of famer and is being treated like she's <laughs> a newbie. <laughs> well, let's, let's not forget. There have been people that have disappeared for an unknown reason for whatever amount of time and came back solid. Let's just look at Shayna Baszler. She disappeared and now she's a tag team champ. I mean, she was gone from WrestleMania till about a month ago. So there is still hope. So uh, I'm holding out hope that uh, we see a Shayna Baszler treatment for uh, both of these ladies where they come back and shine brighter than before. For sure. We'll just have to, to, to wait and see. And, uh, well, you know, if something does happen, we might have to come back and talk about, you know, that we were probably the ones that really catapulted their, their careers back in the stardom again. I mean, I've got a red spot on my shoulder already from patting myself on the back. So, uh, yeah, I'll make it a little redder <laughs> for that. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, you know, 
that basically concludes our you know our our topic of this episode. I mean, we've given as much views and opinions about uh, these two uh, female athletes and Mickey James and, and Chelsea Green. Um, there's not, I don't think there's not much more for us to 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 go on because I think we pretty much hit every point that we possibly can. Um, unless you have any closing thoughts. Uh, my closing thoughts are just to put myself over with WrestleRumble.com and all the cool stuff you can win by participating. So let's just finish with that. Give us your your final thoughts. Put yourself over. I do it every day, so uh, might as well <laughs> keep it going on the weekend here. But uh, WrestleRumble.com is where you can get involved. You can For just a buck, you can win yourself some awesome belts in this month. This month, we're looking at hardcore title we're looking at jason mass we're looking at the fiend we're looking at jeff hardy's belt from tna we got some mystery belts you could win one of those four prize packages from wrestlerumble.com uh for just one dollar also a little teaser there was a very limited number of macho man tribute belts released from wwe and uh, the mastermind behind Wrestle Rumble may or may not have gotten his hands on one, and it may or may not be going up for grabs during an upcoming giveaway. So keep your eyes on WrestleRumble.com. Follow Wrestle Rumble, all one word, on Twitter. And if you want to see what the man that uh, is the head of creative for Wrestle Rumble does, follow me. I'm the verified Twitter media personality behind Pedersen Reports, which is spelled P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N Reports. I don't have a lot of insight. I like to make a lot of dick and fart jokes, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But I do spout wrestling quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, I also put out pictures of my cool dog. So uh, you get a little bit of everything by following the Pedersen Reports. Uh, and also, you'll get a lot of insight from WrestleRumble.com. Awesome. Well, again, extremely, extremely, very short notice uh, that you're able to to jump on and, and help me get through uh, this episode. Brad, I truly do appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. So- yeah, so uh, you know, we'll just have we'll do this again. We'll have to have you back on uh, once my significant other decides to show up, and uh, he wants to be part of this uh, this this podcast again. But just, in all actuality, he had uh, some some family issues that needed to get taken care of. So uh, I'm more hope- fun anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I won't tell him that. Um, but uh, he's we'll a definitely- silly fella, isn't he? Yes, he is. Oh, I'm. He you is. got the real Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh, so uh, <laughs> there's that as well. We will get you back on, all three of yeah, us, absolutely. and we are going to shoot the shit, and uh, God knows what's going to be coming out of our, our mouths, especially between you two. Um, but again, I truly do appreciate it. Uh, you can obviously you can find this podcast on Twitter at Worst Wrestling. Uh, the significant other of mine, Damien, uh, is on Twitter as well, um, at Damien underscore Miller. And you can find this podcast on, on Apple, Spotify, uh, tune in all of the major applications. Um, but until then, thank you, Brad. 